How big of a statistical impact do I think Cam Johnson can have in 2022 in his first season for the Arizona State Sun Devils? We'll talk about that on today's edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you would like to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure that you hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so that you never miss an update whenever we post a new podcast. Speaking of which, we're going to talk some Arizona State Sun Devils today obviously, on the Locked on Sun Devils. We're going to continue the series on making our predictions on stats for the main Arizona State Sun Devils heading into the 2022 season. Starting off the list is who I am predicting will end up being the number one wide receiver at the start of the season for the Sun Devils. That's going to be incoming transfer Cam Johnson. Cam is coming from Vanderbilt, which is, for what it's worth, in the SEC, although... Vanderbilt being an SEC team is like the Arizona Wildcats being a Pac-12 team. Uh, you know, shots fired, but neither here nor there. Uh, Cam Johnson was a guy who had some really good production during his years over in Vanderbilt. In four years with the team, he racked up 124 catches, 1,233 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Uh, for what it's worth, 120 of those catches came in his last three seasons, he only caught four passes in his freshman year, redshirt freshman year, I should say. And there is still a lot of time left for Cam Johnson to continue building on a solid resume that he has built so far. But he is coming over to Arizona State. There is the hope that he can find a school that can be competitive because Vanderbilt, I think during his time there, won like four games, something like that. Nothing to write home about by any stretch of the imagination. He's hoping that. There's going to be a lot more winning to be done in Tempe, Arizona, than there was over in uh, where, wherever Vanderbilt is. It's in Alabama. I know that much. But that, oh, whoops, that's Tennessee. I don't know what I'm thinking. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee for Vanderbilt. Uh, ignore me. I, I don't know colleges, locations all that well. I'm still learning that. But anyways, he's definitely going to be hoping for you know, a lot more production, perhaps some better quarterback play and an overall better offense for him to fit and gel with. And I think that's going to be the situation he finds himself in. So taking a look at his production and then turning it into my predictions here. He's not, he hasn't been a guy who's shown a ton of like deep play, deep threat ability. I think he's a guy who can create when the ball is in his hands and Vanderbilt was good at getting him the ball underneath. Unfortunately, they weren't good at using him to his full potential because I think this is a guy with a complete route tree and somebody who can be an effective number one receiver, and I think that's what Arizona State is potentially getting here. They're getting a guy with sure hands and someone, again, he can create when the ball's in his hands. You turn on the film that you can find on him, and he's somebody who's constantly looking to make a man miss and is ready to just explode at any opportunity. I think that Vanderbilt wasn't able to get the best out of Cam Johnson, and I'm hoping that Arizona State can. So in the first segment here, what I'm going to be 
looking at. It's going to be a little different than what we've done for the previous couple of guys. I'm going to be looking at his receiving yards first. Then we'll take a look in the second segment at both receptions and touchdowns, and then kind of an overall conclusion in the final segment. So looking first at the receiving yards, I think that Cam Johnson, like I said, I think he's on an inside track to be the team's number one receiver this year. There's not a lot of proven guys back from last year. Brian Thompson is uh, 13 catches, 130 yards from a year ago. Andre Johnson, 12 catches, 186 yards and one touchdown from a year ago. So the two receivers that are back from the team that were in the top seven in receptions and yards, both were just 25 catches for a little over 300 yards and a single touchdown. There's a lot of opportunity here. Looking at the number one receiver uh, from a year ago, Ricky Pearsall recorded 48 catches, 580 yards and four touchdowns. Sure, that's probably going to be split up pretty evenly amongst the rest of the guys there. But I do think that there's there's an opportunity for Cam Johnson to go into the role that Ricky Pearsall had and almost replicate those numbers, which is something we'll get into here in a little bit. What I'm fascinated and interested in is the rest of the guys who are gone. So uh, Rashad White recorded 43 catches, 436 yards a year ago. But I already talked about yesterday how Zadavian Valaday is likely to be the guy who's going to inherit those catches, those yards, and potentially the single touchdown he had through the air. Uh, where I'm curious is LV Bunkley Shelton, the team's number two receiver from a year ago, is gone. He recorded 33 catches, 418 yards, and two touchdowns. So you have two, your top two wide receivers are gone from the program, both via the transfer portal for what it's worth. And that's going to be giving you, uh, what's that end up being? 71, 8, 81, 81 receptions. Yeah, 81 receptions are on the table here. And yes, I do expect Brian Thompson and Andre Johnson to at least double their reception numbers and get up to 13 and 24 catches respectively. But I think that a guy like Cam Johnson is going to come in and inherit probably a good majority of those opportunities, which is why for the receiving yards, I said that the highest I could see would be 900. And that's with the with the assumption that he's going to be the number one receiver and he's going to get, you know, a lion's share of the targets. So if you were to combine Ricky Pearsall and Bunkley Shelton's numbers, he does end up being at 998 receiving yards and again, 81 receptions. I do not expect those to be Cam Johnson's numbers because that would mean that Brian Thompson and Andre Johnson repeated what they did and you really can't afford for that to happen you just you you need to evenly distribute those numbers out a little bit but in a best case scenario i do think that uh cam johnson's a guy who can flirt with a thousand yards i think he's more than a capable receiver of doing that uh, the biggest thing here is there's just so much opportunity for all of these guys and i'm going to get into them too we're going to talk about brian thompson tomorrow we're going to talk about andre johnson next week there is a lot of opportunity for all of these receivers to step up and really get themselves tons of opportunities, tons of looks, tons of touches, just opportunity, 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 opportunity. There is a lot of that here, which is why I think a really good scenario here with is Cam Johnson getting to about that 900 yard mark. You know, we talked to him last week and he mentioned that he really, really wants to hit a thousand yards and who can blame him? As he said, a thousand yards, that's like the gold standard for wide receivers. 
Uh, Arizona State hasn't had a thousand yard receiver since Brandon Ayuk back in the 2019 season. And they really even haven't had a, a, a dominant receiver since him. Like Ricky Parasol looked really, really solid last year, but as a number one receiver, still only had 580 yards. I think that Cam Johnson could be better than that. In, in a season where he was actually the feature guy for the offense at Vanderbilt, he recorded 56 catches and 545 yards. So sure, it's under 10 yards of reception. But again, I feel like that's more indicative of the offense he was playing with. Now, Arizona State isn't going to blow the doors off anyone, but they are certainly better than what the Commodores were ever were, were able to put together when Cam Johnson was there. So, again, back to the numbers. I think 900 is a ceiling here. I do think that 400 is probably a floor. I just don't see any scenario where he is in a Brian Thompson or an Andre Johnson situation and he gets less than 200 receiving yards. I think Cam Johnson has just a, a very good opportunity to continue building on what he's done. Now, for what it's worth, two of his three seasons with major action at Vanderbilt, he he was under 400 receiving yards. But putting an emphasis on this, this is Vanderbilt. This is not Arizona State. And yes, Arizona State's not Alabama, but they are year, light years ahead of what Vanderbilt is. Overall, I think I'm going to make my prediction 600 yards just because I think Arizona State is going to be such a run-heavy offense. But again, Ricky Pearsall was the leading receiver with 580 a year ago. I think Cam Johnson can do pretty much that. I think that's a good standard for Cam Johnson to walk in. I do anticipate him to do better, but if I were to put my name down on a prediction right now, it would probably be here on the 600-yard mark. I think he can be better. I really don't think he's any worse than that. I'm, I'm definitely on the Cam Johnson train, but maybe part of that's biased because I got to sit down with him and he's an awesome kid. Let's go ahead. And hop into that first break, though. When we return, we're going to take a look at the receptions and the touchdown predictions that I have here for Cam Johnson on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. This episode of Locked on Sun Devils is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now nearly impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need for your car. Winder off often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer and choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with prices reliably low for every customer, ranging from everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go and explore their easy-to-use website to find all the solutions to all your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Again, thank you guys so much for making the Locked On Sundles your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available on all platforms. Let's hop back into our conversation about Cam Johnson and his stats that I'm predicting this year. I said 600 receiving yards. 
but I'm really putting an emphasis that I think he can be a lot better than that. Let's take a look at receptions here to start. In a best case scenario, I think this is a 70 catch guy. He flirted with that when he was at Vanderbilt in 2020. He had 56. For what it's worth, that was in a nine-game season, too. Remember, 2020 was a COVID-shortened year. He put up 56 catches in a nine-game season. Ideal, or you know, Ideally, he gets to play 13 games at Vanderbilt. He's not. He's only playing the 12-game season. But even then, averaging seven catches a game, he would have had an 84-reception season. So this is a guy who is completely capable of putting up some really, really good numbers when the opportunity presents itself. I'm really bad at math. That's six and a half, like six and a half catches a game. Neither here nor there. Point is, Cam Johnson is a guy who I trust to be able to really be that check down option for the team. And I think that Arizona State does like to be able to use an underneath option and get the ball into a guy's hands quickly and allow him to make a move when the ball's in his hands. Because of that, I think that Cam Johnson could be in for a high-volume season. I think 70 catches is within his realm. I think that he could also be in a 35-catch realm, which is my low prediction that I have for him here. LB Bunkley Shelton a year ago was a 33-catch guy as a number two receiver. In a situation where the Sun Devils truly are as run-heavy as I anticipate them to be, you might not see a lot of action in the passing game, which could result in Cam Johnson just not getting the volume. Again, in his in his three main seasons at Vanderbilt, he had two seasons where he was 34 catches or less, 34 and 30 respectively. So this, this is a guy who may, maybe he's not your featured weapon, and because of that, he just doesn't get the volume that I think he deserves. With that in mind, I think, again, like I just said, this guy deserves it. This is a guy who I think, you know, will make the most of his opportunities. And just with with everything that's absent, again, your, your top four receivers from a year ago are gone in the forms of Ricky Pearsall, Rashad White, LB Bunkley Shelton, and we haven't mentioned yet Curtis Hodges, the tight end. They're all gone. So there's a lot of room here, a lot of, a lot of room for volume to be garnered. And I think that Cam Johnson's in a very good position to get a lot of that, which is why for my prediction, I'm going to go 50 receptions here. So, so far I've got 50 receptions for 600 yards for Cam Johnson. I think that that's a pretty fair prediction here because everything is there for him. I just don't see Brian Brian Thompson and Andre Johnson becoming massive target hogs. As much as I would love them to be, I, I've talked very highly about Brian Thompson being a rebound guy, and we're all hoping that Andre Johnson can finally put together a complete season for the team. But Cam Johnson's the most proven guy. I think he's the one that you should probably lean on the most and turn to to be your go-to guy. I think not only is he somebody who can be the create underneath player, I think he could also be a security, excuse me, security blanket for the team. I think he is the guy that you go to on third and shorts or third and mediums. I think that your 
going to be able to trust him to be that sure-handed guy who's able to get the yards that you need. You know, it, it's it's a total funny joke that me and my friends have told for many and many years when playing fantasy football. Guys like Jarvis Landry and Jason Wenton, you joke, uh, you need five yards, those guys will get you seven. You need 10 yards, those guys will get you seven. I think that Cam Johnson, based off of what he did at Vanderbilt, could be that guy where he's he's that safe seven to eight yard guy, but I do think he can be better. But with that in mind, I think that is what's going to turn him into like a comfort zone kind of player and like that security blanket that that I had mentioned. So overall, I'm saying 50 receptions. As far as touchdowns goes, I'm not predicting a lot either way. I'm saying that an absolute ceiling here is seven. That would be if you're combining LB Bunkley, Shelton, Rashad White, and Ricky Pearsall's touchdowns from a year ago to get seven. I think that'd be a huge, huge, huge season for Cam Johnson, a guy who's never been a big touchdown guy. His career high, four touchdowns. He has 10 touchdowns in his three seasons as a starter for the Commodores. Again, he's he's a product of a bad offense in the sense of, I think they've really limited what he's able to do. I don't know that Cam Johnson is a double-digit touchdown guy, but I can't sit here and say that he can't be. But I also can't sit here and tell you that he's going to be. So I think seven is a best-case scenario, especially in an offense that's not going to that's not going to throw a lot of touchdowns, which is why in a low scenario, I'm I'm saying two. I think he might only be a two touchdown guy, but again, I don't think that this would be completely indicative of Cam Johnson's abilities as much as it would be the offense. I think it's going to be a run heavy season, but overall I am predicting him to have four touchdown receptions, nothing mind blowing, but I think it's just kind of in that ballpark of what's fair to predict here for Cam Johnson. So overall, we're going to go over the final numbers in just a second. But for the receiving touchdown side of it, I would love to see him get seven or more. I'd love to see him get to double digits. I don't think it's his fault if he doesn't. I don't think this is a Cam Johnson thing. I think it's an offense thing. And for what it's worth, this also is not me slandering Emory Jones because I think Emory Jones is capable of being a 20-touchdown pass guy. I just think that this offense, for the 100th time, going to be very, very, very run heavy. Hence why I predicted three guys with 700 or more rushing yards, including the quarterback. We're going to go ahead and go into our last break now, though. When we return, we're going to go over just an overall summary of everything that I am predicting for Cam Johnson and my overview of how I feel about him going into the 2022 season. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. BetOnline.net is still your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. And BetOnline remains the best, bar, best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. 
Make sure that you guys are tuning in to the Locked On Pac-12 podcast and making that your second listen of the day. Host Spencer McLaughlin and local experts on Locked On take you across the Pac-12 in 30 minutes or less. Make sure that that's your second listen of the day. Again, that's the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. All right. Breaking down everything that I have here for Cam Johnson. I think that this is a number one receiver. I'm not saying he's a thousand yard guy. I'm not saying he's a hundred catch guy. I'm not saying he's a Bolitnikov guy. Arizona State hasn't had a player of that caliber since Brandon Ayuk, which were coming up on three years ago. I think that Cam Johnson is a really, really good ball player. I think Vanderbilt really held him back. From what I've been able to see, he is so crafty. I think he's just one of those, like, he's one play away from making a dude miss and breaking off something big. I'm I'm not saying that he is the next Nikhil Harry or Jalen Strong in terms of, like, ASU wide receivers. But I don't see a reason that he can't be Devin Lucian or Tim White. I don't see a reason why he can't be a sneaky, productive player for the team. I think that the opportunity is certainly there. There's just so much that's gone from last year. We mentioned the top four guys that are gone, but Johnny Wilson's also gone. He hauled in 12 passes and 154 yards and a touchdown a year ago. There's there's so, so much opportunity here for any of these receivers to get. It could be Brian Thompson, who I'm going to talk about tomorrow. It could be Andre Johnson. You know, it could be one of the tight ends like uh, Messiah Swinson who's coming in. Maybe Jalen Conyers can find a way to step up this year for the program. But I think that I think that Cam Johnson is the player who I would trust the most to step up into a brand new situation and be the number one receiver for the for the team. He's a crafty guy. I think he's smart. I think he's a lot sneakier of an explosive player than anyone is willing to give him credit for. Again, just from what I was able to see, which admittedly is not a lot, but he just constantly slippery. I understand he is under 10 yards of reset, 10 yards a reception for his career. I truly am willing to die on the hill that that is not a Cam Johnson problem. That is a Vanderbilt problem. I really, really believe in Cam Johnson this year. Call me biased if you need to, because I did get to talk to him and I was thoroughly impressed. Cam, if you're listening to this, I know that you're looking at the numbers I gave you, the 50 catches, the 600 yards, the four touchdowns. I know you have much higher expectations. For what it's worth, I have higher expectations too. I think that Cam Johnson is going to be someone who's just going to really blow us away and make us make us have have this appreciation for a number one receiver that I feel like we haven't had in a while. I think that Cam Johnson is somebody who could get to that thousand yard mark, just depending on how much they want to throw the ball. I think that's probably the only thing that would hold him back right now. How much is this team willing to throw the football? Is this going to be a team that is going to, you know, value one receiver over three or four guys? 
is this a team that is going to give a guy like Cam Johnson the opportunities down the field? Is it going to be a really safe and boring passive underneath offense? I don't know. I think that's the biggest thing right now is there's just so much unknown factor with this offense. It's a new scheme. It's a new quarterback. It's it's new everything, almost. But if there's one thing that I'm trusting this year besides the run game, if there's one thing I'm trusting in the pass game, we'll word it that way. It's that Cam Johnson is a number one receiver for the team. And depending on how much volume they want to give him, whether it's my predicted 50 catches, whether it's the upside of 70, whether it's a minimum of 35, I think that Cam Johnson is a player who can do a lot with a little. I am trusting Cam Johnson to be a number one receiver this year. I'm telling you guys that you should too. This might be something that we talk a little bit more once we get closer to the season. But for right now, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of the podcast. Again, thank you guys so much for making Locked on Sunday. your first listen every day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you would like to check us out in a visual platform, but wherever you do get those podcasts, make sure that you hit the like and subscribe button. And turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we put out new content. If you're on Twitter, make sure that you hit me with that follow at RichieBrad36. And follow the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. And hit us up so that we can talk all sorts of Sun Devils. Basketball, football, baseball, softball, wrestling, whatever it is. We're hearing about it all the time. Arizona State's the best school in the entire world. You cannot convince me otherwise. And we're the best podcast to talk about Arizona State sports. But until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Levels.